Welcome to episode 428 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. I don't know if it's because it's a holiday. I don't know if it's because it's a Monday. I don't know any of these things. Why Russell's not wearing his patented scary hat after weeks and weeks of publicly berating him on this very show, on this very intro. He still does not wear one. It's Russell John the Fisherman. Hi, happy Memorial Day. I wish I had the national anthem on there, but oh the closest thing I had was the shutter bumper. Yeah, which I'm going to say <laughs> inappropriate. Why did I have that? I don't know. I don't know either. Has shutter given us a single <laughs> penny? I really don't know why that's on there. Randy is the official uh, CFO of the Overlook <laughs> Hour. Has shutter supplied us any financial recuperance? Also, look what that word means. Look I don't believe so. I have been supplied with a shutter password by a uh, friend of the show, though. So, oh, you're going to jail. <laughs> it's don't, don't call the police. Don't tell Netflix, cuz <laughs> they're not happy about that. How, shit. how would Randy do in jail? Terrible. <laughs> Why? Come on, you're likable. No, I, I'd give up pretty early. <laughs> what do you mean, give up? <laughs> you know, like just. Give Stop, it up? Uh, yeah. I'll just like, <laughs> you know, sit in my cell and like read a book Randy. and stare off into space. and Nobody's going to want your bony <laughs> ass. They're just going to beat the shit out of you. Oh. Exactly. All right. No, no intro? How's everybody's week? She's <laughs> not introing her anymore. <laughs> oh. Well, she already spoke. <laughs> yeah, I know. She broke the barrier. So she was already, she, uh, you forgo... Your intro when you break the barrier. Randy learned his lesson three weeks ago. I was asked a question. (laughs) (laughs) Either forego my intro or get fired again. Yeah, it's been a minute. When did you get fired? When has she fired me like three times? Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) let's be honest. She's in the booth now, so it's hard to tell. Dude, I'm going to be honest. 100%. That's exactly what it is. Because not only is she far away, there is a giant monitor that covers her entire (laughs) body from me. So it's like, A, my peripherals are not that great to begin with. B, I'm wearing sunglasses. C, there's no light in this room. D, all the previous explanation. And you're colorblind. And... Thank you so much. We'll yeah. take colorblind sprinkles on top. Yeah, why not? I think about that every now and then when what? I'm like appreciating color. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, dude, Clark's missing out. No, you need to. No, it, I think about it the other way. I see things differently than everybody else. It's proof you can't be racist. It's proof of how I've constructed my life. Yeah. It's like, I see things my way. Fuck everybody else. So uh, I'm noticing that none of you are wearing the flag on this momentous Memorial Day. You know what? I can uh, go ahead and do the timestamp now. It is Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day. Where is it? Where's the pride? What? (laughs) None of you have any flags on you or anything? I'm wearing uh, the shirt of my alma mater that uh, sees the conference championship yesterday. So that is what I'm doing. That is where my pride lies. Not in these states united. See what I got? Oh my gosh. What is it? Sharky? 
Yeah, it's the Tommy Wiseau merch for the big shark. <laughs> I got socks, dude. Hell yeah. They got an embroidered shark on an American flag. Now, for our listeners, what Russell did uh, was a, a a fairly decent feat yeah. of uh, calisthenics. Yeah, look. You know, I, I used to practice the splits a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when, like, fat people do it. And I was like, you know, maybe one day I'll need to do this. I don't know. It's impressive when fat people do it. Yeah. There, there is an appreciation there that can rival few things. Yeah. When so, you see, when you see a supremely athletic <laughs> fat person. Yeah. That's very good. Well, stuff. you know, they're, they're comfortable with it. It's like, they're not giving up food. They, they'd rather learn exactly. how to do gymnastics. Randy, uh, once the show is complete, go on to uh, youtube.com and look up Prince Fielder, a like okay. 340 pound first baseman. Nice. Boy, could uh, first base? Oh yeah. Oh shit. I mean, if you're fat, you're gonna be first base. I thought you'd be catcher. No, 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 no way. Why? <laughs> no, catchers are little guys. What? Little stocky guys. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have to, you have to be able to get off your feet pretty quickly. I'm sorry. I'm naturally curious, so I asked why, but I, <laughs> I, I, I gave you a quick answer. I, 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 I gave you a quick answer. I couldn't. I, instant regret. I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh my god, you're going to talk about a hitbox or something?" No, like, hitbox. <laughs> you're like, "Well, actually, the umpire. I, who cares? When they go to an AI ump, then I'll start watching because I oh. know that all the calls will be perfect." Dude, it's already bad enough with the replays. Yeah, fuck a replay. Um. Okay. Uh, what are we doing on this show? Uh, we have a Memorial Day celebration, right? What What Memorial Day movies did y'all watch? Right, you got this. <laughs> what Memorial Day movies are there? There are Memorial know, Day. I mean, we uh, we can tease our interview that's already in the in the can. Hopefully, my computer kept shitting out on the internet. But yeah, what is that about? Randy's a master editor, and I'm sure nobody would even know. It's fixed already. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's kind of a memorial. I mean, Fourth of July, Memorial Day. We don't really know what they do. So we shoot fireworks off. What do you mean we don't know what they do? You don't know what 4th of July does? Nah, you know, you just like barbecue. Other than I know what you did last summer holiday? I know. That really is the holiday. Although, I I bet you could appreciate. You've noticed it's been quiet at night in our neighborhood. Dude, (laughs) if you know something, please. Yeah. Okay, so for the past two fucking weeks... Every night at like nine o'clock, then ten o'clock, then midnight. It's almost like a planned attack. We had uh, fireworks. People were just blowing, and it's like they're not even local kids. Like if it's a local kid, you're like, oh yeah, those are the fucking Wilsons. They're dicks, whatever. These are Fuck people. The Wilsons. <laughs> they're driving in. They drive in. Yeah. They hang out on the overpass behind I, our house. I saw them spin out once, and they just launch fucking loud fireworks. And the you know I only care. I only became bitter. They almost hit our house. Really? Yeah. No, they didn't. Dude, it went crazy the other the, the other day. It was crazy. <laughs> they were attacking you. Right? Cra- yes. It was smoke was in my fucking room. No, there wasn't. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare. That's hilarious. Dude, smoke. <laughs> I'm not even fucking. What did kidding. you get out there and yell at him? I could see you doing an old man thing like no, that. No, as soon as it was over, I yelled, God damn it, really loudly. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> If like you were a kid and you're throwing shit at a house and they're they're not punishing you in any way, but they're reacting, dude, you're begging for it. Okay. You're practically the reason why they're doing it. I hate California. 
<laughs> so they come out there and they shoot shit off. And uh, me and Oksana went on a walk and we walked on the fucking overpass. Dude, it looks like a war field out there. All, all near the cards, there's just like debris, like cannon fodder. But the best part of it was the new branding for fireworks. A lot of it looked like they came out of a motorcycle rally, like just skulls and shit, which is kind of run of the mill. Yeah. But my favorite one is the virus terminator. Oh, 49 shots. Randy, look at this. God. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, I can see it. But there's three doctors. Weird. <laughs> and there's a little cartoon COVID. If you see him, he looks like yeah. a fucking dude. It's like a Japanese mascot. Dude. And uh, yeah, it's the virus terminator. It's got 49 shots in there. Can, can, I, can I be completely honest? I'm a little less mad now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what the I fuck? still fucking hate them, but I'm a little less mad. Yeah. But again, it's been quiet, unfortunately, around the actual holiday. Uh, the kids have been pushed off because there's cops just sit out there at night now. Okay. So they just park out there. Finally. Yeah. F dude, it was bad. But we're going to need them tonight. We need the, um, we need the, the spirit. I... <laughs> would never need another firework for the rest of my life. Yeah, it bothers me now because I'm like, fuck, did they wake up Cliff? And then it, we just stop breathing and we're like looking at the monitor. Have, have they woke up? I don't think they have. No, he sleeps through all of it, but the car alarms I sound off oh, almost know. woke him up. That would make me mad too if my car was out there. Imagine you live in the apartments down there and you, you have yeah. to park up there, hike back to your house, and then you hear like bombs going off near it. Whatever. Yeah, that, these ain't bottle rockets so either. Um, you know what? I should We're take talking virus terminators. I do. <laughs> 49 shots, man. I should use this opportunity to segue into uh everybody's favorite segment. The TBR report. <laughs> Welcome to the TBR report, the segment where we take a closer look at the vast world of in-world camera cinema. Each week, found footage filmmaker turned found footage adventurer Thomas Burke checks in from around the globe to share his newly found found footage as the leading in-world camera philosopher and proud member of the award-winning Barbados Boys. I ingest the footage and spit out my wisdom. Clark, what did Tom write this week? Hey, guys. This week, I'm recommending a unique found footage animated movie called Flag. Flag follows the trajectory of the flag recapture operation interviewed by battlefield photographer, Japanese name. <laughs> Come on. Just give it a shot. Psycho Hakashu. Good enough. Russell, I know you enjoy the screen life capture perspective, so I'm hoping flag resonates with you as much as it did for me in regards to how unique their displays are. I think they guide us through the found footage pathway quite intricately. The closest thing I could describe this to is a found footage animated series called <laughs> Just <try>. Kawaban, <laughs> which I saw last, which I saw was last available on Tubi. But unfortunately, Flag is much more difficult to find. I found part of the movie dubbed in English over a YouTube. The rest of the movie can be found on YouTube Japanese alternative site known as Billy Billy. Mm-hmm. So if this intrigues you, maybe consider checking out what's on YouTube first. Episode one, English dub, YouTube link, full movie, YouTube link. All the best, Thomas Burke. Now, um, 
I got a Memorial Day movie. Well, technically, if you're a globalist and you see the UN as being America, which of course I do. Um, this is a fucking weird one. Um, you know, every week I think about, should I try and get Clark to watch this with me? This was the first time in a long time that I'm like, there's no way. Why? Because this is a 13 episode anime Ugh. series, right? And uh, from 2006, dude, this is very interesting. Immediately, I'm like, oh, they broke format already. What, what are we doing here? And uh, that kind of set the tone for the whole show. They're constantly tricking you by not uh, maybe paying attention as carefully as a lot of found footage filmmakers make, but they always bring it back. This kind of takes the form of a YouTube edited documentary. So you'll see footage that isn't in world camera, and then it will cut to somebody recording themselves watching it on like YouTube or Billy Billy, which I've never seen. Billy now I've only Billy. watched episode one. He did send a YouTube link where uh, it was a good dub too, to the dubbed first episode. Dubstep. And I believe I've heard of this show before. And I heard it because we have a friend who does a mech panel every year at Fanime. And, uh, a what panel? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, mecha versus kaiju kind oh, of stuff? Oh, I, I know kaiju. Like I big know robot. one of those words. So, oh, big rope. I understand. Yeah. Pacific Rail. Exactly. Um, that, that's what this movie is. It's kind of, so it's in 2006 and it's got a lot of vibes of, uh, it's got some like 9 11. Oh, uh, where stuff were going you? On. So there's like a vague war in the Middle East. Um, and yeah, uh, there was. <laughs> well, I mean, in this, like, that's what it looks like. There's like desert um, uh, warfare happening. And a photographer takes a photo that like creates a whole movement. And um, it becomes a prolific photo that the UN. Uh, deem worthy enough to send a team in to go recover the now stolen flag. And that's what the show's about. But we, our perspective is through a photojournalist whose name you couldn't pronounce. Yeah. And uh, she's kind of revealed the UN secret weapon, which is a mech. And dude, it's fucking, it's kind of good. The UN? Yeah, the UN has a mech that they're going <laughs> to roll out to go recover this flag. Damn. And now, I know this could be, in my head, I'm like, okay, so we're instantly going to go into space and shit's going to get weird and people are going to have powers. But the whole in-world camera side of it, like, really grounds this in, like, a reality. Like, it almost feels like um, animated features who play with a rotoscope, like Wizards, which I know you guys have never watched. or Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, good job. Or uh, Disney's Black Cauldron, the movie that they try to forget about all the time. Yeah. And Why? Because it sucks. <laughs> Actually, it's really good. I, know. I think it's because they they can't own it like they do with all the other ones. It uses a lot of actual like. Um, Is it not on Disney Plus? I I highly doubt it. It's a fucking good movie though. I highly recommend it. Anyway, yeah, this movie. So everything's grounded in reality in the way that like a Shitoshi Khan film, like my favorite Perfect Blue, would be. Except that they play with like format of footage. So the mech is done in kind of a like. Uh, what was that late '90s Saturday morning TV show? Uh, did any of you watch cartoons? Yeah, like Saturday yeah. morning. What was that? Um, what was that CGI one? It was all CGI, and it was like blue people, Angry Beavers. Oh my god, it's driving me crazy. It, anyway, all CGI blue. Yeah, 
It was called like Ro Gargoyles. I can't remember. Dude, no. Gargoyles was tight. All right, don't. T- that's Oksana's like favorite. Gargoyles was good. Keith <laughs> David, shout out to him. This, you know, it's kind of like Escaflone, where they have like CGI and like animation in contrast. And my one critique here is, so I guess this show originally aired online. They did a um, campaign where you had to. It was almost like a pay per view event, and they really used that medium to kind of hone their story. So it's kind of like best told through a computer, which I, I don't know. In 2006, this was really like cool. I, um, I wish there was a better port. If anybody knows of like a bootleg or like physical media, of this, I feel I'd like love the, to pick it up. Japan has to be ahead on that shit, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I, I wonder what. We well, heard about Koji, right? I now in our discord, which again, if you want to get in there, just contact us. We'll let you in. Is he okay? Um, one of our, one of our uh, close buddies, rich out there. Shout out to you. Has been talking about how Koji Shirashi got arrested. Oh, uh, yeah. He was yelling stuff on the street that, um, oh boy. seemed to be lore taken from Noroi, the curse. And he, yeah. And they're saying he was on hallucinogens. Oh, he was naked out there, which is kind oh. of like safe word. But with me, I'm like, I don't know, dude. This feels like was a camera on him, right? Like yeah. he's the type of dude he's, that would do it. Yeah, which is why he's the king of in-world camera. Koji, which next week, Koji Shirashi <laughs> yeah. over like hour live stream from prison. Randy, um, can you please look up a Google? A, <laughs> not a Google, just a Japanese translator in the Greater Atlanta or San Francisco area. Reboot. That's the name of the show I was thinking of. Do y'all remember Reboot? Reboot. No. Yeah. Okay, then it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, is this the blue people? Yes, the blue people. Um, this show actually, the animation looked very uh, X Men, like mid 90s X Men. Like, oh, those are, and it was interesting because the way that they got around (laughs) this looks terrible. Yeah, reboot. I know, (laughs) I'm not a fan, but uh, oh, it looked awful. It has a cult following for sure. What piece of shit channel was this on? But that's kind of the vibe. And I mean, you know, the, the problem with animation and um, beware the AI wave coming, but uh, it just costs a lot of money. So people go digital. That's why a lot of even Japanese animation gets outsourced now to like Korea, mostly China. And uh, back here, they figured out a way around it where they have, you know, animated photography. So when when we see the mech, so our, our, uh, our photojournalist jumps on uh, Billy Billy. And, Billy, she, Billy. and she's watching a video of the mech light up in a, a military jeep. And they juxtapose it with photos of civilians in the town that this war is being waged. And it's kind of uh, it's pretty emotional. I don't know. This shit is great. Tom, you tease me, though, because when I go on Billy Billy, I don't know how you navigate that site. Billy Billy. I mean, as you would imagine, it's all in like some sort of kanji. And I don't know how to find it, and I doubt they have English subs on there. So if anybody knows how to watch Flag, um, hit me up. I, I'm i captivated. It's interesting. But it is a little stale. It does kind of feel like watching the news, which mm. I don't know. Sans cool. Huey Lewis? Yeah, exactly. Damn, that's <laughs> the worst kind. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, Randy, I know you're a news junkie. Maybe check it out. Flag from 2006. I think it might be on um, on Amazon as a DVD. Oh, okay. And uh, please check that it's got like at least dub. Also, the dub was really good. I um I think I mentioned that, but 
I, you know, I'm an elitist like everybody else in the Bay Area and usually don't fuck with the dub. You roll on dubs? All the time. <laughs> Spinners, dude. <laughs> dude, I haven't seen a spinner in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I think uh, Kid Rock ruined that for America. My f- Did he? I don't know. I just took a guess. Kid Rock is America. all right uh randy michael stat over there in atlanta georgia randy is that a freshly shaved head you've got going on today dude it is yeah a couple couple hours fresh oh a couple hours old yeah i would accept both answers yeah yeah i did it this morning congratulations now randy do you uh when, when, you know, when you get that close, do you uh do you ever lotion your head? You know, make sure your scalp's all good when you're, you know, when you're that close to the sun. Do you touch it? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I haven't lotioned. I I do the. I think we spoke about this on a previous episode. I do the one half, whatever the one half stands for. Yeah. Uh, so it's not not a zero. So I don't get, you know, right down to the, uh, the skull there, but. It gets pretty close, but I don't know. I haven't really got any irritation from it yet. All right. Just uh, just take care of that scalp, Randy. All right, because uh, you only got one. I am wondering Unless, how uh, the uh, the back of the neck looks, though. I I tend to wing that and kind of just hit it with a razor uh, when I'm in the yeah. shower and just hope that it is kind of lined up. Brother, I'm right there with you, and I live with two jerks who wouldn't tell me if I missed it. Either. <laughs> Um, Randy, I got a question for you. Yeah. Is that a custom frame behind you? The Chinatown double? Uh, no. I just happened to put two things in it. Oh, looks good. You floated them on there? You're going to damage them doing that. It's, it's not really framed properly or anything. It's just the white behind it is just literally like, you know, they put the like fake picture and then I just flipped it back. Yeah. Put a mat over it. Dude, it looks good. You got a good eye, man. You leveled them really well. Hell yeah. What is the one on the left? Uh, Chinatown on the conversation. Wow, look at that. See, if you're out here in the Bay Area, we could have hooked that up. Put a nice little custom frame on there. Get a little uh, matting done. Again, any framing questions you may have, feel free (laughs) to hit me up. Lord Battle. Do you miss it? (laughs) I like art. I I like (laughs) fart. I mean, honestly, uh, the working with somebody with their art is not fun. Oh, yeah. Because it's time, their next, art. Yeah. Next time we got Terrell on here, we'll talk to him about it. It, Dude, I told you, a dude accused us of folding his Chinatown one sheet. Mm. And the problem was that he had it in a fucked up frame. And he, and he's old. And maybe he didn't realize that it was already folded. Which, honestly, if it's folded up, that's how you know it's authentic. Because back in the day, they used to mail it to the theater folded yeah yeah and so when it was put in like museum quality uh glass and it looked beautiful he went why did you fold my art and and you know you're put in a position as a uh, front-facing customer uh retail worker where you really have to fight off the urge to be like would we still be a business if we folded people's art when they brought (laughs) it to us yeah which i did say to him and he hung up on me Oh, this was a telephone conversation. It was, it was a follow-up conversation oh. after he complained to everybody on our floor. And then I came in two days later and they left the number saying, hey, call him. He wants to talk to you. Damn. 
Then later I said, you know what? I'm not lying to you. How much do you want for it? And he said, really? 500. I said, that's a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but you know what? Fuck it. You want to do a payment plan? And then he said, fine, we'll work it out later. And that was it. He never called in again. So do you have a poster? No, he's dead. (laughs) No, I don't. He, uh, thankfully he did not call my bluff. Although I would love a Chinatown one sheet, just not for that much money. And yeah. Yeah. So is that, that seems very high. We got enough art in here. What would you pay for a Chinatown one sheet? I don't know. What's the going rate? I have no idea. You'd have to check the market value first. And uh, (laughs) I hear someone typing. It could be, you could say $25. You could say $250. I I don't know. The problem is that an original one sheet from the 70s, they're not a standard 27 by 40. They're a little bit bigger because they have the serial number on the bottom. Everything was bigger in the 70s, baby. (laughs) So unless you're willing to chop that off where I'm kind of at, in my career as a collector, I'm kind of like, I'd rather put it up and enjoy it than have yep. it in a, have it under my bed for 20 years and forget I own it. Yeah. Um, you'd got to go custom. And if you're doing it, you're looking at like $500 if you get a deal in a frame. You know what I mean? Like, so even if you bought it for. But I'm talking just straight posties. What do you mean straight? You mean like tax on a wall? No, the one street. I just want to know what the value of the poster is. Oh, yeah. I don't care about the framing. I'm just trying to explain how complicated a question that really is when you ask an addict. No, you go straight (laughs) to the thing that you know the most. (laughs) Framing it. Yeah, I know. Look around. Look. Oh, I know. So the two posters behind you, the one signed by the now dead Gunnar Hansen. Yes. uh, That would have no value on the market because I allowed uh, our good friend uh, Mikey, the framer, to chop it and to fucking drywall it. Dry mount it. Drywall would be a whole (laughs) other process. I'll tell you something. There's a couple broads I've dry mounted. Oh, really? Thank you. How much to watch that? I know you had a camera set up. Yeah, but (laughs) you know I don't have a good eye for it. So I'd, I'd frame it. It'd be like right up my butthole. <laughs> it'd be bad. All right. What was what movie were you covering, Randy? I'm so sorry. We hadn't gotten that far. I, okay, that's true. <laughs> Jesus. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, God bless Hell America. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the vets that listen to the show. I know they're, they're the only um, demograph we've ever hit. And we appreciate you. That is not true. If you remember, I brought in a bunch of Filipinos for us on Facebook. Yeah, expats, <laughs> like the QAnon guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, Randy, bleep Eight out coon. QAnon. We're trying not to get a strike on YouTube as I put our videos back up there. So please. I feel like we, we already got a strike against us on this episode. I don't know. Please I know. help us out, dude. You're the editor. Early. Also, we've already talked about like rape. No, we. I, okay, so bleep that <laughs> out, dude. I did on the last episode. Okay, good. I put R like word. a piano key or something. Oh. Yeah. Classy, dude. Yeah, you got to creative my- bleeps, dude. You can't just have the, uh, you know, the natural, uh, like, tones or whatever, you know? Got to throw yeah. a drum in there or something. A trumpet. <laughs> Oksana went for the, the quack <laughs> in the Blu-ray Tuesday videos. Yeah, a trumpet! Now, now what? Nothing. What? No. <laughs> Premiere doesn't let me use the quack. Why? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Randy, what'd you say this week? Uh, yeah. So Criterion Channel, I've been actually using my subscription this, uh, this past week. Some, you know, some months I, I watch nothing on it, but, uh, they have a whole collection of films by 
Shazen Suzuki, a Japanese director who worked uh, for several decades, kind of like the 60s, 70s. And then he took sort of a bit of a break for like 10 years after getting like banned from the studio that he used to work for uh, called Nikatsu Studios. Um, but I watched one of his early ones uh, that I liked quite a bit called Everything Goes Wrong, or there is another title for it uh, called The Madness of Youth. And uh, essentially it says it's about a rebellious teen who tries to break up his mother's affair with a married man. Uh, essentially, yeah, that's that's about pretty much what the plot of the movie is. Sounds um, hot. Yeah, it, it's good. It's uh, It's... Most of his movies that I've seen so far are all like under 90 minutes. They all start off like pretty fun. Um, And there's a lot of just like really good direction, um, sort of like cool camera movements and stuff. This one um, sort of was the sort of like a start of the Japanese new wave. And I would say that this, uh, I don't know a ton of Japanese new wave stuff, but this very much looks very similar to like, the French new wave type of movies. It's like black and white. It's like widescreen. Uh, like I said, there's just a lot of like younger kids in their twenties, like looking kind of cool. There's like a cool, uh, musical moment that looked like it was very, uh, uh it looked like kill bill may have been very inspired by this movie. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, a lot of people probably know, uh, Suzuki's work. I haven't really watched much. I think I've seen branded to kill but like a long time ago. So I'm looking forward to uh, going through the rest of these and catching back up with that one. But uh, yeah, this one Radio- is, yeah. Real quick. Um, what specifically in Kill Bill do you think was uh, influenced? Uh, the scene with the band that has okay. that like really great tracking shot. There's a very similar scene in this movie. Um, you know, it's not, it's, you know, 1960 or whatever. So you, couldn't really do as much with cameras to like do sort of what Tarantino does in that scene. Um, but there's like some cool tracking stuff and just kind of really reminded me of that scene from Kill Bill. But uh, yeah, it has a very, like it's a very French new wavy feel, very jazzy, very kind of like loose plot and kind of just about like these, you know, youth and like the city that they're living in. And there's a lot of like really great uh, just like cinematography of like, you know, on actual streets, not really like in studios and stuff. Um, so yeah, this was the first one that I checked out from him and, um, glad I started with this one. Um, it's the second listed on the criterion, like collection of films of his, uh, on the criterion channel. And I watched the first one and I didn't like it as much. I was kind of bored by it, but, um, this one's really good. And then, uh, there are very, uh, good other ones that I've seen. I just watched a Yakuza one. Uh, this morning, Yakuza, which was uh, quite good as well. It's called Detective Bureau Two to Three Go to Hell Bastards. Fuck yeah! From 1963, but yeah, all of them, like I said, Yakuza. all of them are pretty short, and they're all very fun. Um, essentially, the studio that he was working for, uh, Nikatsu Studios, he made like 40, 50 movies uh, for them, and um, essentially a lot of the movies he would call like B movies, I guess, um, at the time. And then he essentially got very bored with like the scripts and stuff that they were giving him. So he started getting a little weirder, a little more surreal, a little more goofy and like adding a lot of 
just sort of like humor and sort of like violence into the movies that uh, he was making. And then the studio essentially fired him after he made Brandon to kill, which apparently uh, is very, very uh, out there compared to what the studio, you know, it was just like, I think they just wanted him to just crank out movies that they could release and make money off of. But then he started getting, uh, getting bored with the studio system and then uh, got a little, little fun with it. So I'm enjoying it. Look at this Japanese movie history with Randy. And this Randy. one is on the internet archive as well. If you don't have the Criterion channel, I don't know what the print looks like, but the one on Criterion, uh, the uh, transfer looks looks fantastic. But yeah, it's also on internet archive. Randy. Technicolor? No, it's black and white. I'm out. Randy. Yes, sir. It's Memorial Day, dude. Yeah. Why you open up with the fucking Japanese movie? Yeah, it's pretty racist, dude. That's what I've been watching, dude. <laughs> I texted you. I said I'm I doing Mexican the Japanese movie. Too. <laughs> yeah, you're, you you got a Japanese movie? I did. I did flag. It yeah. was ja- yeah. It was an anime. Well, boys, oh, we got something in store. I am so excited. Should I go to the bathroom then? <laughs> oh no, you sit your little ass down and you get ready for the. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning and the thunder? What do you imagine dragons, dude? It's the only song I know by them. Well, they are my the favorite band of my favorite uh, comedians from Staten Island. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good episode. All right, Randy. <laughs> yeah, yeah Sage and Suzuki, good stuff. Uh, I think there's another like 10 movies uh, on there that I haven't checked out yet. So, how many stars? Uh, I think I gave this one a solid three and a half. Very good. Oh. Very fun. Uh, would recommend for sure. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting into the, uh, speaking of Technicolor, he does have some color films uh, on here that look uh, very good. So I'm looking to get into those. Hell yeah. I love a Technicolor. Besides that, thing. I'm just going to briefly mention that I watched the movie Becky from 2020 that Hell I think Clark yeah. talked about two or three years ago, depending on when it actually came out. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, slept on this, saw that a lot of people on uh, Letterboxd that I follow uh, highly recommended it. And I also checked it out because I saw that there is The Wrath of Becky, which is the second movie. Uh, so weird. In this franchise, which does not seem like it would have ever been a franchise, but uh, they're doing it, so... Looking forward to seeing the second one uh, eventually, but the only AMC playing it was like 20 minutes or 20 miles away. So I haven't checked the new one out yet, but very much enjoyed the first one. It kind of reminded me of like a dinner in America, just kind of like the tone of the movie. It feels like kind of punk rock, uh, very, you know, very indie, but like they, you know, shoot it very well. Like it looks like a really good movie. There's a lot of like more gore than I was expecting. It gets like pretty brutal. Uh, Kevin James was great. Uh, Luther Wilson, the main character, uh, Becky, she's fantastic as well, but yeah, I don't know how I miss this one. Uh, you know, I know you guys talk about things here, uh, and they go over my head a lot of times too. So, um, stoked. I finally checked it out. Yeah. But Kevin James, dude, he's a legend. King of Queens, baby. Dude, we just named two boroughs on this podcast. Oh, shit. 
three more. We got three more. <laughs> Dude, um, no, Kevin James was pretty good at this. Yeah, I remember seeing this poster, but maybe I forgot or didn't know that it was Kevin James in the main, well, not the main role, but one of the main yeah. characters. Because, uh, yeah, he looks he looks scary for sure. He looks scary and he also, but there's still a couple, and I think he pulls off being scary. He does, um, yeah. And, but there are a couple times where, like, Kevin James pokes through like yeah. in his anger and his laughter. And it's, I don't know, it brings you back, but it's, I, I mean, I enjoyed that cause I enjoy him, but, um, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, it was fun to say. Becky, t- but dude, crazy. It's, it's, it's strange. <laughs> yeah. like, when I saw that do like super well, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it did. I don't know. I, it, cause uh, what could they have possibly made Becky for? Uh, five That's million dollars. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, did it make more than five million dollars? Uh, who knows? Let's see. Becky, box office mojo. Twenty twenty was when this came out. Okay, yeah, dude, it made a million dollars. So hell yeah. I, why it has a theatrical sequel? I mean. I don't know. I'm I'm into it though. I'm down. Whatever. I it, it, fine. I'm probably I'm not going to see it theatrically, but yeah, it's they made it. Also, they killed Kevin James in the first one. So, <laughs> what are we doing? That's true. Who's in it? Is Patton Oswalt? Is Patton is Patton Oswalt? <laughs> I think it's Sean William Scott's in the new one. What? Hell yeah. We care about him again? Uh no. I can't uh I can't think of the last thing I've seen him in. Uh, Goon was the last thing I saw him in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I did I not say Goon good. too. <laughs> that was <a> Goon too. <laughs> sure. All right. Randy. Yes, yeah, sir. We got the, uh, we got my last one that's going to go into yours as well. Uh, I saw. Which is a perfect time for me to go get another beer. Hell See yeah. What I'm doing? I saw the film entitled The Machine featuring Burt Kreischer based Loosely based on his life uh, and his stand Allegedly. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Directed by uh, Peter Atencio, who also did the movie Keanu, which I think I saw and I think I kind of enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, this movie yeah, features uh, Burt Kreischer and Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark Hamill plays Burt's dad. And uh, Jimmy Tatro plays young Burt. Um, so, yeah, if you know, you know, the story of uh, the machine, Bert's, Bert Kreischer's uh, alleged story from his uh, <laughs> his stand-up, I guess we're calling it alleged, um, when he got involved with the Russian mafia in his 20s or whatever. Uh, so essentially that, uh, that comes back to uh, his life in his uh, 40s in the beginning of this movie. Um, so essentially they are having... So the beginning of the movie kind of goes through, uh, like in the beginning credits, you see like a montage of like sort of his career and his standup and like how like his podcast, Birdcast and Two Bears is kind of like jumping charts on like iTunes and stuff and whatever. But the, where stuff diverts is that the beginning of the movie, he essentially uh, was doing some sort of like a, a live stream and he almost live streamed his daughter getting arrested. 
um, for something that he was involved with. So because of that, he decides to take a break from stand up uh, and drinking. And he's kind of just, just hanging out at home and trying not to, uh, you know, get his, get his family in trouble. Um, but essentially he is throwing a 16th birthday party for one of his daughters. Uh, she asked for a very small party, but he invited a shit ton of people and, um, yeah, is barbecuing and, um, someone from the Russian mafia comes in and, uh, essentially takes Bert and his dad because one of the uh, people from the Russian mafia wants something back that, uh, he took when he was robbing trains. Um, so essentially him and his dad, Mark played by Mark Hamill go to, uh, yeah, they, they go into Russia and, uh, get involved with the Russian mafia. Uh, once again, it's, um, comedy action. I would say I say probably leads with comedy and then like, I don't know, maybe it's like a solid 50, 50, 60, 40, maybe between comedy and action. Um, I'll say that I enjoyed it, but I did think it could be funnier. <laughs> and I think the action is pretty decent. Uh, actually there's some like pretty good, uh, scenes and like set pieces, uh, and stuff overall. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what'd you think about it? Clark, you just saw this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I You're turned muted. you off when you went to the bathroom. Why? So we didn't hear you, uh, make a bunch of noise. Oh, that's, I was like, <laughs> is there a ghost? No, no. It would inhabit. I do want to say that I want to back up Randy on that where he's like, I liked it, but I, it could be funnier. That's kind of how I feel about Burt Kreischer. I will address that. <laughs> statement. There's like, I had some laughs, but it's not like laugh out loud. It's not like super crazy. So that's what I wanted though. Here's, here's what I'll say to that. And Randy, it's a good point. Um, there's no counter to Bert in terms of Uh-oh. where the humor's coming from. Okay. Sure. So yeah. it's, if, if we had another, you know, it's like if we had zany other characters interpoked in between that, yeah, that's going to elevate it. Yeah. We didn't have that. It was Bert and Bert's, let me, I, Bert did a great job. He's yeah. good. Bert is good. And also, in the action, then at the end, there should have been more of that. It's too long. It yeah. is two hours long. Could have been it a tight did, 90 and been like really good. Randy, a tight, but what What about Burt Kreischer indicates anything about being tight? <laughs> Nothing. Not his material, not his body, not this movie. It's just like he is. It's bloated. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. If it's on the tee, I'm going to swing at it. But I mean, yeah. Honestly, that's that's the big that's the biggest problem of this. It's not that it's not funny. It's funny. It's but it's all Bert. If if there needed to be other characters to do that now outside of just the cold Russian nature of everyone that we're supposed to get humor out of because they are ruthless killers, all of them. Um, and so there's, there's humor there, but, and Hamill's good, but there's, there's no punches that's, you know, Bert's doing all the heavy lifting there and it's Bert's humor, but there's good lines. I'll tell, I'll say that, um, yeah. <laughs> based upon, you know, what, and again, I'm not here to, you know, cast aspersions on anything, but, uh, there were, there were well-written jokes for Bert here. That's yeah. what I'll say. Um, I did like, uh. 
his relationship with Irina. That got fun towards towards the middle, towards the end. Yeah. She got fun. Yeah, she it, did. It took a while, but and also, you know, that's the other thing is like just sign up for the ridiculous because it it gets really stupid. <laughs> But it all, but it, it ties it together. Um, so that's the thing. It's like, you know, there was, yeah, it's not, it's not, Randy, what was this on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? 25%? I think something like that. Yeah. But the audience score, which, you know, his audience will probably digs it, but it's like 90, I think. 90% audience. Yeah. That's all the Burt Kreischer fans. Sure. (laughs) Sure. It's, I, I like hearing you guys uh, flip that, like say, oh, you know, the critic score is low, but the audience is high. That's normally where I'm at. And if you've been listening to the show, you've probably gone along with me on my journey through comedy. And I like a lot of comedians now. I feel like I understand comedy better and I have a, uh, you know, my palate's more broadened. It's more cultured. And uh, Burt Kreischer is just, I, he never clicked with me. Oksana, I'll speak for her. She hates him. Actively. She just does not like him. <laughs> Me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't hate him. Except I've kind of, the black hole that is Oksana's hate for Burt Kreischer has pulled me in. And I watched a couple of documentaries online. And oh, boy. I think he probably is a liar. But here's the thing. I think if you're a comedian and you're lying for punchlines, fucking who cares? It's all to be funny. Just his type of comedy, like the storytelling, yeah. a lot of that weighs on the character that he claims to be being real and kind of the irony in that. But I don't, he's an interesting guy. What do you mean the character of him being real? The character that he, he reads, claims to he be. He reads as fake to you? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. How? I don't, I don't buy it. So what is the machine story? Like the abridged version? He went to Russia and like the mafia fell in love with him. Again, I think you're you're stuck on so he he is who he is the whole way through. There's no changing yeah, yeah. of Bert. That's a thing. Now, does he embellish? Of course. Yeah. I, I get it. And but Robin Williams the same thing. You know, uh, the joke theory with Robin Williams is because, like, his brain was a sponge. So if he was sitting around at a comedy club mm-hmm. and he would just pick up information and it would just, you know, rattle around in his brain and his brain's always moving. And then stuff in the back of a mind comes to the front and he thinks it's his, but he heard it somewhere else. Yeah. This is a common thing. Yeah. And so uh, Bert has his own version of that. But he's not he Carlos in, Mencia. But he's he, not no, 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 no. He lives in the hyperbole. He is, he is delusional. Yeah. There's no question about that. And I think it's all a part of it. I don't think there's two sides to Bert. Absolutely not. Well, did Robin Williams like double down on it and be like, no, it's real? No. Or like. So Robin Williams would always, I mean, honestly, there were probably many comedians who ripped Robin Williams off. Yeah. Saying that they, that he stole from them and he would, because he would pay him out. I get it. He'd pay yeah. people because that was the thing. he just knew what he was. And he was like, yeah. So and you know he's also you yeah. Know, he I mean do it. the stuff. I'm. I mean, first, I don't think Burt Kreischer really has material to critique. It's just storytelling and being a goof, which is fine. But the stuff that I'm complaining about is like going on a radio show and then claiming telling some story about working with the guitarist who later founded Creed, and the guy's like, oh, I know him. We should call him up. And then Burt just immediately being like, oh, he probably doesn't remember me. Because that was just a, a brief thing. Yeah. And then, you know, they don't get a hold of I Now, this happened. And then the guy talked to him later. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that dude's talking about. Yeah. Where it's not like that's a bit that he ripped off. It's kind of like a thing he's fabricated. 
And I, here's the other thing, though. So he inspired all those American, not American Pie, what uh, the uh, Van Wilder, Van Wilder movies, which I don't like either. So you know, I mean, it's just not really my wheelhouse. Yeah, I like a more artsy, goofy comedian. Um, but again, I was leading to the point of saying I was actually kind of excited for this movie because I heard him talk about it. And he's like, dude, I'm getting yeah. the guy who did Tropic Thunder. And I just told him, if we're going to make a comedy movie, nobody does this anymore. It's just got to be a comedy. We can't have any filter. We have to go hard. We have to make a hard R comedy like Tropic Thunder. Remember Tropic Thunder? That was the movie that was hard R. Remember, there's the retard, there's blackface in that movie. I just want everything on the table. So I'm like, you know what? I don't really like him, but I like those kind of movies. So I'm in. And yeah. then the first thing I hear is like, eh, it's not that <laughs> at all. So he didn't get the Tropic Thunder guy. Yeah, they, what happened? They, well, that was for Fat Astronauts, I think. What, what is that? That's a movie he's trying to do with Segura. That was a oh. joke <laughs> that started out as a joke at Two Bears, One Cave. Oh, okay. That they were Am do, I confabulating uh, them I think then? so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're Burt Kreischering yourself. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, no. If I'd <laughs> so... Be, the difference would have been the like snake eats it they so. hired me as an editor and I told him we need to get the Tropic Thunder guy. That would be Burt Kreischer. No, but what I'm saying is like it's just the reason why Burt is a comedian is because of why he has done anything in his life. Because he is being who he is and yeah. people like that and are drawn to him. And that is why this movie is what it is because that is what the movie is about. Yeah. is it, And also the good and the bad side of that. So now also there was a as far as the Russian stuff goes it's like I I did where did they film this Randy were were they in like Bulgaria I Serbia. think Serbia yeah, that's cheap yeah. there everybody yeah. yeah yeah um I mean it's like I said it's it's all like Cartoon villainization of yeah. everything, but it's it feels, but it's, it feels oh, kind of like a comic. Take off book. your headphones. <laughs> it feels kind of comic book movie at times because the the subtitles that they do for when they're speaking Russian are very like animated and yeah, sort of no. like stylish, which yeah. you know is kind of cool. So again, the 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 biggest problem with this movie is that it's it's thirty minutes too long. There's good stuff in here. Um, at one point, there's a man on a train who our female uh, Russian lady um, protagonist that we're, we're with, she slits his throat. Then Bert proceeds to punch him in the throat. And so his fist goes inside his throat. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Was really um, good. And then the guy gets decapitated. I feel like they spent a decent amount of the budget on that. <laughs> the the movie looked great, and also yeah, like Randy said, I bet they uh, put I think a like twenty five. Okay, dude, I thought I would have thought more. It looked really it's like good. A mid budget. Also, I, I Randy, what did you think about like the transitions of how they went in between, uh, you know, present yeah, time yeah. and past time because it, it wanders. I thought that was great, seamless. Yeah. No, they were done super well. The thing I didn't like about the uh, flashbacks is the the voiceover. It sounded like very 80-yard. And I don't know, you know, voiceover is kind of a hard thing to do in a way that uh, is good sometimes. Yeah. But it's funny because I would be 
sort of, you know, not very into the voiceover, but then it would like flash, it would go back into the present day. And then like you were saying, like Bert, he's actually pretty good in the movie. So like when I was seeing him talking and acting, it was fine. But for some reason, it sounded like those parts were so ADR'd, which they probably were. But I don't know. It just uh, sort of like lost sort of the, I don't know, the the emotion in the uh, the flashback scenes. What a nerd critique, dude. <laughs> From an audio guy. I don't know. Does everybody hear like uh, voiceover? <laughs> I don't know. I love a Werner Herzog VO. I mean, we needed like a funny black guy. <laughs> but do you think Bert's one of those dudes that would share the spotlight? Or is he a guy? Oh, no, for sure. Because Bert loves to laugh. Honestly, because he'd probably be laughing the whole time. Uh, mm, allegedly. You know. oh my God. <laughs> or crying. I, 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 get, <laughs> I get the Bert hate. I get it. But like, I... I I, I still think that you think he's some sort of like nah. mastermind or something. I'm like, no, dude, it's like one face. He, you know, it is kind of a bummer when you hear him talk about making money all the time. Like he is so driven. He is dong brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. No, I mean, I just think, yeah. no, and again, the dude is a marketer. Yeah. He, yeah. he And also it's a big part of the movie, like the, of how selfish he is. Yeah. And, um, he also said some shit about being famous after having a family that didn't sit well with me. So maybe I'm projecting on him a little bit. Wait, what do you mean? Because like, I remember he was talking to Tom Segura about like how Tom would bail doing JRE to be like, Oh, I'm going to go put my kid to bed. And then, you know, Bert would be like, Oh, it's, it's different because I became famous after having a family. So I almost look at them as holding me back, (laughs) but he didn't literally say that. That's what I read from it. Where like, you know, like. The other comedians are kind of like, yeah. ah, no, I got my priorities. He's kind of like, that's never been an option for me. And then he'll have a conversation about like, how hot of a wife do you think I could get now? Yeah. And it's like, again, he's, yeah, he's, he is a 50 year old frat guy still. Yeah, I know. It's the same. Which is yeah. not a thing I'm into anyway. I know, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I the, the movie starts with him in therapy and he brings his wife and kids to the therapy session for them to see how good he thinks he's doing in therapy. And then uh, he proceeds to call them uh, C-words in the yeah. the opening scene, too. So it very much gets into, like, sort of the weird relationship he has with sort of using his family, uh, like, in his comedy, too. And sort of yeah. all that. It You know, it it definitely pokes jokes. He's fine to laugh at him, himself in this movie uh, with the writing. And there's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of people saying that, like, Bert has tits in the movie. People call him Titty Boy. <laughs> So there's a lot of like, mm. uh, you know, humor against himself in the movie too. Also, there's a scene uh, on a Russian street and there's like graffiti all over this wall. And one of the tags just says, Tom is fat. I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's oh boy. All right. Now, can I ask one more question before we get off of this movie? See. How uh, was the attendance at the two theaters you went to? Four people, including myself. Myself. That was it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the other problem. I feel I mean, like- I, I went at 10 a.m. on a Monday. Okay. I, I went I at just like 11 a on a Saturday. Yeah. I know. If I want to, man, I don't know. Comedy, if I'm going to see a comedy movie, I'd like to have a lot of enthusiastic people there too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was the only one who left out loud. I left out loud twice. Oh, two lols, dude? <laughs> I can't remember what at the end. There was a good joke that got me at the end. Any walkouts? <laughs> no one. Oh, uh, no. 
half a walkout? Well, you, there, there's always stragglers, and you don't understand if they're staying or they're going whenever. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? It's the main streets of the movie. So theaters. what do you think? Should people rush out and watch this in the theater or VOD it? Oh, you can VOD it. Do right. you think it would play better at home? Yeah, honestly, it's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm going to tell you, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's, again, it's too long. That's what's told. That's the, that's the worst thing about this. What are you rating it? Three. Yeah, same. Well, it surprisingly rating. has made 8.9 million in its first weekend so far. So not, not terrible, great. to be honest. It'll make it back. Cost twenty apparently, according to yeah, that's Wikipedia. worldwide. Damn, there you go. Seems like a movie that should have launched on the internet. That's the one thing I keep thinking about. Like it's Lionsgate. No one knows. Oh, what, Lionsgate put that out. No one knows what they do. Wow, man. I thought they had fangs in that fucking beast. Instead, they're putting out this. Well, you know this saw. It's very similar. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we've teased it, and now it's time to deliver. As uh, we did, <laughs> as we as we talked about, <clears throat> as we talk about on the show sometimes, of of uh, you know, we are very brief uh, pre-show meetings that we have, and where we we you know throw into the document of the movies that we're going to talk about this week. Well, occasionally, I will withhold sharing the title of my movie uh, to elicit a sense of surprise a sense of bewilderment a new engagement after everyone's been lulled to sleep about randy's criterion movies good movies <laughs> thought you're gonna laugh <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was polite I no, I I was, <laughs> you know i was trying to follow the tone man yeah um <laughs> so i started this out as a sort of highbrow pairing to the machine um but now this has become something completely different because of the theme that we've come across on this show which is completely unplanned so i'm excited about both of those things i was excited about paying this off one um but now because you had a japanese anime Mm -hmm. randy had a japanese film Mm -hmm. this film is japanese god we're it bad is Americans. Also, an anime. <laughs> oh, you really did watch an anime? I threw that out there before. I watched game. Perfect Blue. Oh, really? As a comparison and a, a companion Why? to the machine. Okay, run me through that. Well, I watched Perfect Blue before I watched the machine. <laughs> but I don't. Here's what happened. I was perusing uh, iTunes movies, iTunes.com. Check them out. And uh, Perfect Blue, as I told you weeks ago, I occasionally, every two weeks, every, every two, three, once a month, I'll go through iTunes and $5 movies, I'm snatching them up. Oh, you bought it. Perfect Blue, $5. Snatched it. Hell yeah. Now I watched it. Now, part of me was thinking like... I wanted to compare the two because I knew Perfect Blue was about, you know, a Japanese pop star who was looking at a career change. Yeah. That's about all I knew about Perfect Blue. And what I knew about Burt Kreischer, <laughs> a stand-up guy, a, a man who spent eight years in college 
got his undergraduate degree, not his doctorate degree. <laughs> and then uh, got an article written about him at Maxim or whatever, became Van Wilder, started a stand-up career, then went to Travel Channel and rode roller coasters for a living, then was doing stand-up, and now is starring in his own major motion picture. I thought, well, yeah, let's see if there's any connection between. <laughs> How could you not think of the Satoshi Khan's <laughs> perfect? Now, this is the first film that I have seen uh, from this Sh- Satoshi Khan. Mm-hmm. Now, because you know I've been doing this show with Russell John the Fisherman, and and also that uh, I've just been out in the world for the past few years doing this show. This is a name that I I know, but again, that's all I know is the name because anime means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I was wildly impressed with Perfect Blue. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, and I am also very intrigued about Satoshi Khan. But I want to tell you I'm not I'm not I'm not jumping into this. I do this where I get excited no. and I go I I I I I I'm trying to pull back. You understand? Don't, don't do it. But uh Perfect Blue is incredible. Yeah. Um ju- I was just again, I don't have a whole lot to grasp regarding anime as i think this is the second anime feature that i have ever seen uh okay. the first is that race car one you red showed line. red yeah. line yeah that was fun yeah red line's good i was tired by the end of it yeah wasn't it two hours it's a it's a lot it's a lot man yeah it's a very adrenaline pumping perfect blue is an hour and 20 minutes guess mm-hmm. what it's also a lot yeah but in a very different way yeah um i was not prepared for this much cartoon <laughs> Uh, Randy, we got it. <laughs> got another one. We got to R word it, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Can I not say the word? No, not if we're going back on the tubes, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed this. I thought uh, just a little bit of context. My relationship with this film. It was one of the first two anime movies I ever watched back in the early 2000s, and I thought. My God, I love anime. I wanted to make a website about it. I wanted to review them. And then every movie after I watched, again, the first one I ever watched, Perfect Blue. Second one, Ninja Scroll. Has a lot of R word in that too. And I went, oh my God, cartoons for adults. This is the best medium ever. Every movie after, I was more and more disappointed. Yeah. Until I kind of gave up on the whole Perfect Blue was the first anime you ever saw. Yeah, I think so. On VHS. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah, this is 1997. Mm-hmm. It also feels way more current than 1997. Yeah, it's good. Oh, although we do have the whole, what's the internet when she's hooking up to the dial-up modem? Right, but then- How cute is that, though? But like, then we got the guy who's master of the internet with his you know, room full of tapes. Exactly, yeah. But again, you know, um, I think the, the most impressive thing with this is just the sense of- uh, not knowing ever where you are in this movie. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of cultural shit going on, too, that I wonder if you picked up on. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you now, like, uh, pop idols are huge in yeah. Japan. And um, leaving a group to become like, like in America, we have that thing where if you're a Disney star, you have a movie that you get to be an adult in. And usually you get R worded and, you know, it's to break that image. In Japan, they fucking hate that. And if you're an idol, your fan base will turn on you. That's why you have that Greek choir of like um, 
otakus, which is actually a bad word in Japan, who are like hyper fans of this like model of, you know, well, they don't like her modeling career because you see where that goes. Yeah. But they're not happy that this pop idol has like abandoned not only her band doing the Beyonce thing, but just turned into like going into CSI Miami. You know, like that, that yeah. is a big no, no. So what I'll say is that what I think is the biggest connection between perfect <laughs> blue and the machine is, it, and, again, and I think I'm going to speak directly. Yes. Okay. Distorted reality. A hundred percent. Because that at, at both of these movies, that's, that's the thesis of both of these. Distorted reality plays a big part in the machine. God a big damn. part. Randy, does it not? Yeah, indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, one, I what a wonderful thing I've done for all of our listeners. I can't week. believe that your difficult bit of uh, not telling us the movie you covered actually paid off. And I feel like you made a poignant um, thesis here of like comparing the two. What's my what's my prize? I don't I don't know. Uh, I'll laugh extra hard next time you make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll settle. Randy will laugh audibly next time you make a joke. How about that? I've never done so. <laughs> <laughs> and never will. No, and you know, I'm glad you liked Perfect Blue because for me, especially you, like being somebody who's not um, instantly captivated by the medium that is anime, I love animation. I do not love anime. It's kind of like if every movie ever made had the same fucking aesthetic. We just like yeah. put them in different costumes. I, it doesn't appeal to me. But this movie really, it they navigate the visual medium in a in a very grounded way. That's why I literally when covering Flag, use this as a reference point. This is a Hitchcock film oh, yeah. that is a psychological suspense thriller. I, I did not anticipate how cinematic it was. Yeah. And that's what threw me off is because uh, is that, yes, everything is animated. But I, and again, I, I, just because my brain is not centered around, forget it, anime, just yeah. in general, like animation outside of funny cartoons that I enjoy mm -hmm. is not something that I think about. And so King of the Hill, I know what I'm getting there. <laughs> and like, you know, and sometimes, you know, my judge knows what he's doing and sometimes they may make, you know they may make something look a little different outside of the formula, yeah. but I don't really think, I th always think about it in very strict parameters. Parameters were out of here with this thing. Yeah. Because, you know, I was like, oh, that's a beautiful shot. What am I talking about? This is a cartoon. Yeah. I'm confused. What is life? Well, a lot of the animation budget went into making things look painfully real. Yeah. Like there's garbage on the ground. Well, I, you know what? One of my favorite shots in this thing was when she's uh, she's in the bathtub. Yeah. So we get from like the ceiling perspective, mm -hmm. and then we see the face in the water, but we don't know it's water outside of the way the hair moves. Yeah. Because the because the cameras we're we're below the where the line is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's just fun hearing you run through. It was great. Yeah. Well, there's there's the the attention to realism in an animated film is just you can really do a lot. Yeah, like and it, and it and, and to to borrow from the parlance of our times, it hits different. Oh, big time! <laughs> well, you know, there's a moment where that was almost an audible laugh. Yeah, I did. Good job. <laughs> just a heavy breathing. That's into all I got. That was, 
That was your one favor. <laughs> like it's almost like he spit at me. <laughs> no, but the fact that we're watching a psychological thriller and the medium, there's like it's not CGI or it's not you know you can't instantly tell that something may not be real because yeah. it's all animated. They really use that and it elevates the storytelling. And I couldn't tell you another movie that does it. Even um, Shitoshi Khan, he has another movie called Paprika, yeah. which is very surrealist, but it's yeah. very animated. It looked a little too busy for me. Yeah, it's um, it's very anime. Can I tell you what I may be into? Tokyo Godfathers. Um, I don't know that one. I haven't watched it. On Christmas Eve, three homeless people living on the streets of Tokyo discover a newborn baby among the trash and set out to find its parents. Yeah, I... I can't give you any reference. I'm going to be down for Tokyo Godfather. Sounds um, good. I did watch Paranoia Agent. Uh, a lot of it is good, but it's very anime. And I think uh, Perfect Blue is a it's a movie about the fandom as much as it is about the medium. So here's the thing. I don't know shit about Satoshi Khan. Yeah. I'm not even confident I'm saying his name correctly. No, you're getting it. Well, here's what I do know. Because I've seen one movie of his, yeah. I know this guy likes movies. Oh, yeah. Okay? Because there's no accident there. So that's the thing. It's like, I saw this, and I'm like, okay, this guy gets it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And so, you know, when I can feel that, I'm going to, you know, give it its due. So well, I'm glad you liked it. R.I.P. Shatoshi Khan. He died in 2010. Oh, he's been dead. Yeah, he's been dead. Oh, Perfect so Blue, also playing all this week at the Plaza Theater here in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're here, go see it. You know, the thing is, and Randy, this is how I know I'm a contrarian. When I first became friends with Mike Keegan, who was the uh, former program director here at the Alamo, he would always ask, and I, I think it was partially just being polite, what's a movie? What's a different movie like we could show? And I what the first fucking thing. Perfect Blue. And I'm like, I know it's an anime. I would always say that. But I'm like, it's a very cinematic anime. I think they they do things like they use mirrors, like I always talk about on the show, in the traditional way. Yeah. But it's an anime, so they can like they can breathe different life into it. It's a girl making a show that's a true crime show. She's given up her career. Fandom is turning on her. It's early internet. There's a bunch of interesting shit going on. And it's a good movie. And this is the Bay Area. And uh, he did eventually show it. I don't know if my recommendation had anything to do with it, but the intro they gave, oh man, they had a, again, I'm sorry if you're a listener, but one of the people at the Alamo did it. And he was like, I love anime. It turned into one of these things. Who liked Sailor Moon? And then everybody would cheer. Oh, and it's boy. like, what about Dragon Ball? And, oh, and I'm God. like, this is not the yeah. intro that movie fucking deserved. No. And I was just sitting there boiling in my seat. Like, why, dude? Again, now they plays all the fucking time. It plays yeah. at the Roxy all the time. It it, it plays at the fucking plaza. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes it's it's imp it's an it's an impressionable film. It's also a it's, good gateway into anime, but I think you'll get lost immediately because I, be I don't know. Clear. There's no I am very wary of that gate, friend. Yeah. All right. I see the gate and I'm just all right, you keep your distance. I you know, a couple things can pass through. I'm again, I'm not anti-anime. I just don't need another thing in my life. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I get so it. So I can watch a couple of the yeah. good ones. Yeah. All right. But I don't care about uh, Miyazaki. Okay. Miyazaki. All right. <laughs> to, 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 
I don't care about that shit. But what if Burt Kreischer does a voice for their new film? Because, you know, Disney, they they wrangle up all That'd the That'd be dude. pretty funny. Dude, it would. I mean, Christian Bale did Hal in the movie. I don't know why I'm doing So, uh, you know what? We have a, we have a very um, uh, learned audience. If you know a movie that could follow up Perfect Blue, please email us at overlookhour at gmail. It's probably Tokyo Godfather. Is it Overlook Podcast? Overlook Hour Podcast? You had it right. I had it right. I, you know, here's my issue. I always second guess. <laughs> Overlook hour. I, I mean it. Follow me up because I, uh, you know, I do own Perfect Blue on almost every medium it is available. I have tried to watch it from you, but you said you you're gonna it, fuck it up. It was like different regions. I have something. a VHS. I have a DVD. I have a Blu-ray Steelbook. That is, it is a different region. You got laser discs. I that's the one I don't have. Thank mm-hmm. you for fucking poking me in my Fuckin wound. Up, dude. I need that laser disc. Email at overlookhour at gmail.com if you have a laser disc you want to get rid of. Randy, you seen Perfect Blue, yeah? Yeah, I went to the Alamo screening with Russell that he was just talking about. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Randy, did you notice steam coming out of my ears during that? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think you may have mentioned it after the after the screening. Was Marbles there too? I think Madeline was there. Maybe, yeah. And I, and I remember both of you were like, "Man, you talked about this movie a lot, and it didn't do much for me." And I'm like, "Man, <laughs> fuck this night, burn the theater down." Oh, really? Yeah. No, it just, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it was like, okay, I was not expecting something this cinematic. Honestly, I probably Clark Littled them. I probably was in their you fucking ear in the lobby. I'm like, dude, this, yeah. yeah, I probably did that. Can I be very clear? I'm guilty. I do less of that now. Thank you so what, much. What, hanging out with people? or t- And also, <laughs> let's be very... Yeah, also that. Also, let's be very clear. I had to do that with Carnival Magic. There was... I Because I knew it was not for Randy. So that was my Hail Mary pass. I gave it the hard sell to do everything I could to prepare him for the greatness that I knew would... In one ear, out the other. All right. Um, Randy, turn your headphones off. What we need to do is we need to start a new segment where we take a like trash movie and we I'll Photoshop a criterion case. And like <laughs> we could we could have an AI generate some essays that you know nobody reads those and put it in the in the sleeve. And then we'll do a thing where it's I, like, I read them. Oh, turn your headphones off. <laughs> Damn it. No, here's the thing. And then we'll do a faux or fiction, you know, or faux what re, real or real or I don't, there's something there. We'll, we'll real workshop or the name. real R E E L or R E A L. That's pretty good. That's it. Real or real? That's good. No, no, no. no. Uh, so this may be a light uh, spoiler, but I've been talking about doing another podcast with a friend of the show. Yeah, we talk about in-world camera stuff. I came up with the name. Oh boy, it's called Faux Real. F A U X R E E L. Not bad, to be honest. Stay is, you, is, your, is your other co-host black? <laughs> no, that would or make French? It, that would make it go down a little bit easier. I realize. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Was that it for you? That was it. That was good though. Is it my turn? Perfect blue. I'll be two quick. Stars. You know, here's the problem. Y'all long-winded motherfuckers take forever on your boring ass machine movies. The hack ass comedians. Bitch, you're and the one who I adds. Come in, <laughs> and then I come in with the highbrow fucking. Criterion essay worthy booklet take, and I got no time. So I'm going to be quick. Also, watched, you're not going to talk about Watcher? Oh, yeah. Damn it. Should I? I liked it a lot. Watcher. Hell yeah. Um, 
What is Watcher? Damn it. Uh, Watcher is a film from our girl who did Ratma in VHS. Oh. Her, her, oh, yeah. Wait, I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was a shutter. Um, I think Shudder put it out. They did a limited theatrical thing. Oh, I saw it. Our, uh, good I didn't f- like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. Oh, my. It's fucking perfect blue, but real people. Incorrect. That is incorrect. Um, it's it's rear know, window. It's it's reverse rear window. It's not, but uh, give, me, give me Jimmy Star. Ah. Oh, no, shut the fuck up. You know, actually, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I um I instantly want to battle you on this, but these are the comments I made to Oksana after watching the movie. Wow. I said it's Hitchcock without any star power. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and then I, I lived. Give me that Jim Jim stew. Well, here's the thing. Me and Oksana were talking about them. I'm like, I think I'd give it a four star. Um, If you follow me on Letterboxd at Lord Battle, I did give it a four and a half. And oh. I came around to it. I I agree with Randy, too. It is rear window, but in reverse. It's kind of like, what if Jimmy Stewart was staring at you all day? Yeah. And then it makes you neurotic. And, you know, my I'm going to put out my my negatives first, which I, honestly, I don't even know if they're negatives. My if I'm splitting hairs here, I think um, our lead and now, Randy, is she the girl from It Follows? Yeah. Yeah. Michael okay. Monroe. Yeah. Um, she's great. Yeah, super but cool. no, the writing here. No, first off, no. I'm gonna start with the things I like. I think this movie was captured beautifully. The, the here's the thing I never say about a film: captured. The, the color grading was fantastic. The Ooh. framing was incredible. I think they really nailed the Hitchcock thing. Like when AIs get good in about three months, that's you know this is what they would churn out a perfect rendition of a like modern Hitchcock film. The thing I didn't like. It all kind of lies in the script. I think she should have had a more likable husband. I think they meek at him, which is a reference to paranormal activity. Mika! Where you instantly think, like, I wanted to hate the guy. Katie's big ass titties. I Yeah. So <laughs> you derailed me with that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think they should have made him more likable. Like, make us, like, learn to hate him and then really hate him because we do. And our lead, I felt like she was more of a Polanski lead actress. Like, she never had a good argument. And I'm like, here's the thing. Yeah. I want to believe you. And I think he should have supported her because you you kind of got, that's what a relationship is. Like, hey, you do sound kind of crazy right now, but I respect you. And on an emotional level, I need to be here for you. He didn't do that. But honestly, her arguments were like, watch the security camera, which they went and did. And the dude kind of followed her there and looked back. And she's like, that's proof. And it's like, no, it's not. I mean, honestly, she should have been like, he sat directly behind me in the movie theater and it was almost empty. That weirded me out. And I would have been like, well, you're a pretty girl. Maybe you need to be locked at home and stop wandering around Romania because I've seen Anne be my cat. Um, the other thing is you and three other people, the villain, they did that thing that I don't, I don't love where it's like, give me some options on a villain. Like, let me pick between some people where we kind of had one culprit. And it's like, well, if it's not him, then she's just crazy. And I feel like I can read between the lines enough to know that that's not going to be the case here. Although that would have been interesting. Yeah. Another highlight of that movie is that underground, like, sex club. That, like, weird stripper club. And that, man, that little moment gave me so much hope for, like, this weird underbelly of a fantasy. Don't even remember that part. Dude, so good. Um, she's trailing the dude that she thinks is stalking her. The guy from Pacific Rim. Is he? 
Yeah, he's in Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. Uh, shout out to Mecha vs. Kaiju. The weird looking guy. Yeah, and she yeah. follows him down into this weird area, and there's like a bouncer there, and it looks like an apartment building. She's like, what is this place? And he's like, it's a club. And she's like, can I get in? And he's like, yeah. And then it's like a No strip. recollection of that. Yeah, one. it's where her roommate works. Or I don't remember. Not her roommate, her neighbor. I barely remember this movie because it was boring. No, you're probably on your fucking phone the whole boring. time. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It is like classic cinema. You got to pay attention to it. You really got to like just sit there yeah, and live in it. But we're in a foreign made up country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. What is this? This is too much of an international episode. What yeah, the what fuck is on Memorial, Memorial Day. Day? It's disrespectful. We already today. called the police on the firework people. We Come have on. no spirit. Left. I'm talking about anime. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so yeah, Watcher, Randy, thank you. Um, I could talk about this movie a lot more, but I'm late to the game. Do we have yeah, a horror movie this week? Um, I'm not counting this. <laughs> <laughs> you I like I like Ratma. Ratma's tight. Uh, hey, she's a fucking. She's great. She's a powerful director. This movie just was boring. And you know what? I get it if it didn't work for you, but I think a lot of that hinges on actors and as far as the look, fucking fantastic. Um, okay. So then next to my non-horror movie, but it is American, I did watch John Wick 4. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. You rated this far too high. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> as far as the uh, action, dude, I'm looking for choreography. It's 18 hours long. The fucking dude. nunchaku <laughs> in this movie. Uh, man, it made me want to go back and watch some Bruce Lee shit. And I haven't felt that way in a long time. But it got me fucking pumped, man. I love the cinematography in here, too. Damn. There's a drone shot that I'm like, God, it looks like a video game. And it must have been so meticulously planned out. Also, the Walter Hill homage at the end, where we're doing straight up the Warriors. I, yeah. I couldn't have been more on board for that. I loved it. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Yet, I gave it four and a half because I absolutely hated that nobody character and not because of the actor dude dude it's here's the thing if you're living in a world not good with rigorous rules like everything is like oh we all know it. the whole movie's based on the premise that everybody knows who uh john wick is right jordani the the fucking baba yaga he everybody knows him because everybody knows everybody it's a it's the underworld of heroes of crime Yet there's a dude who comes in from stage left, has absolutely no ties to anybody, has a book. He has a cheat guide to the fucking homeless people uh, cipher and a damn dog and another dog because that fucking trope isn't tired enough. And it's they should have killed that dog. I'm just going to say it now. I'm sorry to all my friends over at does the dog. They already did that. You get one dog in a franchise Dude, to kill and they did it in movie no, one. What about movie three? Um, our girl had two dogs that showed up. They're wearing bulletproof. Oh, I'm yeah. fucking over it. And then with Sisu in the trailer, don't worry, the dog doesn't die. Then stop casting them. <laughs> Cast a fucking cat. Let's see that die. Anyway, I cast. hated that nobody character. It was, yeah. And not because of anything other than. As a nerd, I really respect the rules that they've made in this in in this universe that they've created. And everything they've told me so far in the first three films is that a dude like nobody should not exist. Also, he came in and did the neutral shit. Don't fucking do that. I hate it's like oh, I'm true neutral. No, you're not. Because one, I can tell right away you're not going to die. And two, you're going to help John Wick in questionable ways. 
I was watching that movie with a big time fan and uh, he's like, oh, he saved his life a couple times. And I'm like, bullshit. He only was in peril because that guy was around. If anything, he's got a curse aura and he's bad for John Wick. Hated it. Also, at the very end of the movie, I'm not going to spoil anything. But um, if you're like me and you know a little bit about real duels in, uh, you know, in America, which they went on for a long time, by the way, 1900s, we were still having duels. Yeah. Some states allowed them. Just the the little tidbits I knew about duels kind of ruined that for it didn't ruin it, but uh, it was funny because I was I couldn't help it I talk a lot and I was telling the people I was watching the movie with uh, fun facts about duels in reality oh, and they kind of all played out yeah and I'm like oh like like literally up to like how a lot of people died post duel yes. yeah I don't know um, Clancy Brown which again it I you it know it was fun instinctively also Terrell kept calling him Donnie Young and it got stuck in my head. I'm Donnie like, Yen. Donnie Young is great. And it's sitting there with somebody, they're like Donnie Yen. And I'm like, Oh, how? All right. So I want to talk about Donnie Yen. Yeah. what do you think? He's great. I liked him so much oh, that no. after, and I haven't watched these yet. Yeah. So I'm glad you've watched it. So here's the invitation. Oh no. I purchased a lot of his movies on, uh, iTunes that I haven't watched yet. So if you want to watch, if you want to okay. go down the Donnie Yen rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, I have one called Legend of the Fist. I also have Raging Fire. But the one that I'm most excited for. He's got a newish one called Sakura that looks good. I almost watched that this weekend. Suck what? <laughs> Sakura, S-A-K-R-A. The one that I'm looking forward to the most is Kung Fu Killer, where he Fu he plays uh, a guy in prison that they release to go track down a, a serial killer. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, Kung Fu Killer. But dude, he was great. Also, he's blind. What do you think about the doorbell trick? I thought I thought they were going to play that off again, but they used that gag once. No, um, you know what I'm talking about in the the kitchen. He was in the kit. They were in the industrial kitchen in the hotel. That was a little cute. You know, the thing, I thought there was going to be more. So like the blind character in like martial arts is, you know, it's a pretty, it's a trope. Sure. I thought it's always fun. I'm glad that they didn't reuse the device of how he would like track people while being blind over and over. I thought when, um, he was faced against archers. That he was done. I'm like, oh, you're fucking done. They're not even like shooting guns. So I was a little upset. I also really liked that Japanese manager of the building. Oh, yeah. And it was good. Hey, too. But they paid that off. And I remember while I was watching, I'm like, you know, the problem is I like the Japanese dude more than the Chinese like character here. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it, watch the movie. What about the staircase? Uh, Tell me. Right before the duel. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Walter Hill yeah. kind of like, dude, I love that so much. When we have like the uh, the lips up to the microphone over the radio broadcasting the hit. And then they literally did the like baseball furies grabbing all the baseball bats like yeah. montage. Dude, I it's giving me goosebumps again. I loved it. I just really fucking hated that nobody character. Was, I love yeah. that card scene, too. That would talk about a fucking oh, yeah. cool guy. Dude, that guy, was, that guy was tight. And I'm like, he's going to pull a fifth ace out, right? And he, it's like you... I do. I loved it. It was, um, oh God, <laughs> I can, why can't I think of his name? 
British sure. guy, British guy, Steve um, McQueen, Scott Atkins. No, <laughs> Scott Atkins. What I'm not talking about the like? name of the actor. I'm talking oh, about okay. who he looks like. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Randy, talk for five seconds. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? Don't get nobody. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. And I'm not even sure the reference would pay off in this group. Atkins, Atkins diet. uh, No, not Atkins. (laughs) Got nothing to do with Atkins. Oksana's being helpless as always. Oh God. I can't think of his name. He's a a very famous British. Brit box. I don't know. Go Um, talk. Keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I dude, that guy was great. There was a lot to love here, and um, I mean, dude, the whole like the the use of uh, Steve Coogan. He looked like dude, a fat Steve Coogan. I was thinking Steve Coogan the whole Steve time. Steve Coogan, dude, Coogan for Coogan. You know he looked like Coogan. I don't know who the fuck Steve Coogan is. Okay, who is that? I mean, okay, I I see it. You're right. You know who Steve Coogan is? I, who? Tell me, what's he been in? This man was in 24-hour party people. <laughs> oh, the, the Criterion 24-hour party people. And Night at the Alan Museum. Alan Partridge. Night, oh, you're really crushing it with these Philomena. movies. Right? Stan and Ollie. All right. Yeah. The trip to Spain. You know what I've realized, The too? trip to... They, he went on so many trips. <laughs> the other so guys. The, oh, my God. Are you all done with the Steve Coogan reference? Despicable Me, too. I, I haven't watched one of these movies, by the way. Our idiot brother? No. Okay. The trip series. I wanted is very to watch good. that one. Tropic Thunder. Oh shit! Brought it back. Brought it back. He plays the director that gets his head blown off. Oh, the director in that the, did in the, the machine. Yeah. 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 Dude, Tropic Thunder is a good movie. The machine is not Tropic Thunder. Um, it's not. Yeah. So I don't have no fucking clue what I was. To- oh, Cars. I realized that I am dying for like a good. <laughs> You know, there, I'm living in a world where Fast 10 just came out, Fast X, yes. and I'm I'm about to say how I really want to watch a good um, chase scene via car. Mm. And John Wick really scratched that itch for me. And oh, for yeah. some reason, I don't think, I mean, here's the thing. If you're, if you're not watching Blue, uh, Blu-ray Tuesday with Terrell, uh, you need to start. But his Perfect break, Blu-ray Tuesday. His, his breakdown of Fast 10, where he says they're riding walls, ceilings, bouncing off boulders. I'm like, I just don't think. I don't think when I watched Drive and then I went out, I made an excuse to drive to 7-Eleven just so I could speed around the neighborhood in my like it. Honda Civic. <laughs> you know, that I don't think I'm going to get that vibe from Fast X. So I feel like I did some stupid shit like that, too. I also wanted to buy a weird jacket. <laughs> yeah, everybody did. <laughs> yeah. Like pick a pick your spirit animal and get it embroidered on the back. That's right. Um, Ready, yeah. what's your spirit animal? A flying squirrel. <laughs> okay, it's that was pretty good. good. <laughs> I like a toad more, but I, I was taking it in serious direction. I like direction. flying squirrel. Um, oh God, I didn't want to talk about John Wick. That Rainy much. in the South, we call them sugar gliders. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say dinner. Sugar anyway, glider. um, I've eaten squirrel. <laughs> I know you have. Uh, you gotta be careful of that buckshot, though. So I did watch a movie that I wanted to talk about, but now I feel I shouldn't talk about it that much. I watched a movie called The Elderly. <laughs> um, Randy, do you know about this movie? It played Fantastic Fest. Oh. No. 
And one of your favorite film reviewers, Robbie Smith, covered it. Oh, um, yeah. Octogenarian who enters into the state of dementia after the sudden suicide of his wife, sparking a series of paranormal events that will put his family's lives at risk. This movie is a lot. Uh, the way I found it was I was talking to our good friend, Bill Spataro. Who's been, he's been working uh, night and day at the world, at the nation's number one haunt, 13th Kid, Gate. Kid Cudi would say day and night. Day and night. And uh, thank you so much. We just have not been able to talk. And when I did, I asked him for a recommendation because he watches fucking everything. And I'm like, he kept throwing movies out. There's a Filipino zombie movie called Day Zero that I almost watched that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what else did he throw out there? I don't know. But I'm like, dude, you're recommending me a zombie movie? I'm like, how about a ghost film? Can we get a like, paranormal movie? I feel like we haven't had those in forever. What about a ghost in the shell film? Okay, back to Japan with you. You've Scar completely Joe? shifted. What? I was talking Scar about Scar Scar Scarlett oh, Johansson. Scar yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm like, can I get a ghost movie? And he's like, yeah, old people. And I'm like, now I started old people. It's on Netflix. It's about old people killing people. I think. Sick. Honestly, I could not vibe with that movie in the first like 20 minutes. I kept getting distracted. Did you bail? I, we, we didn't finish it, but I <gasps> honestly, I don't think it was a real attempt. It's like the second movie you've ever not finished. Yeah, that's why I'm not counting it. I, Whoa, it's, it's not that I- Breaking news. Oksana, back me up. What were we doing? Um, we were about to record an episode. That's what it was. And I think I was cramming it in or something. Well, that I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. So <laughs> again, I don't know if I count it. It's just the narrative of like, uh, or the, the story- when the moral of the story is we don't respect old people and now they're going to kill us, I'm not into it. You respect your elderly. I do. I, you know, honestly, I don't, but I yeah, really what try What evidence to. have I seen that you respect the elderly? I mean, it's, it's hard not to write old people off. And I do think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being incredibly honest, but, you know, I, it's a bummer. We're all going to be there. Yeah, one day. I'm there now. <laughs> you wish. I've been there for 20 years. You've been trying. Yeah. Um, Although your bit used to be, I'm not going to make it to 30. Or what was it? I 35. Yeah. I'm going to be dead. I'm 36. <laughs> so. That's why you had to start smoking cigarettes at 35. That is true. And I did. <laughs> dude, I smoked. <laughs> for, for all of 35, I did smoke cigarettes. And I'll be there soon. Work. I got to start. Hell yeah. All right. Well, if you two are done with your suicide pact. You know, it's funny. This movie opens up with one. An A old, sig? An old lady. Climbs uh, on top of the railing of her balcony and uh, takes the final plunge. Oh, how and, on the second floor? <laughs> no, I, she was up on the third. And uh, even still, dude, I know. Uh, they show her on the ground too. You kind of go ahead. This movie's got some good gore. Now, here, let me um splatter. How how do you talk about this movie? If you go on Letterboxd, a lot of people are like, "Spanish horror is crazy." This movie's bonkers, and I, it's kind of hack. Fucking pay attention. Spanish th horror is sick, though. It is. And uh, this movie takes a really odd turn. So what's happening is that the uh, the grandpapa who's left behind, they think he's going through bad dementia and he's forgetting shit. It seems that he's being haunted, but he's not complaining. And he's doing a lot of weird shit. So it's really other people projecting weird shit onto him. And then it starts to feel like all the pe old people are being weird. And there's a bad um, storm coming and there's one mention of like climate change. And I was like, oh, this movie's about climate change. 
And I'm like, no, I feel like this movie's all about red herrings. It's also not even about like, we all face mortality. So old people are scary. And then uh, we take this movie gets paranormal. And I, man, just if you watch this film, get ready because it, it goes, it doesn't tease you with where it's going. It goes all the way. And we get a beautiful scene where a uh, potentially dementia written old man cuts open a little chunk of uh, flesh above his heart and shoves in what looks like a circuit board from a radio and uh, closes it up. Wait, he puts his chunk of his flesh. No, no. He he puts like a little circuit board under his skin. I understand. And uh, that makes way more sense. Hear, you know what? If I'm going to sell the movie to Clark, there's a, a couple scenes of full frontal male nudity of the older variety. Thank you so much for there mentioning you that. You know, I love it. Also, I need to do a correction for last week talking about uh, Joe Latruglia's outpost, uh, full, fr- full frontal male nudity in that movie okay. as well <laughs> that I failed to mention. And uh, that movie deserved uh, me telling you that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the acting in this film. Bring dicks back in movies. Fantastic. I don't know if I'm the only one here. I didn't see a lot of love given to this. Uh, this also isn't something I normally talk about in a film, but we have a nuclear family who's struggling. We have um, the grandfather who's going through dementia is uh, not happy with his son's new marriage. His wife died mm. and he's married into a new. Um, the son's wife died? The, the father. The dementia dad grandfather his son married a new woman because i understand yeah because his wife died but he's also got a daughter uh don't call me daughter (laughs) who's you know having trouble with the stepmom vibe and they're also trying to have a child so there's a lot going on here the stepmom vibe is very popular on (laughs) what she's kind of a bitch in this movie and i almost worried that they were gonna give like you know she's the outsider to like this tribe but they don't. And she's a bitch, but she's kind of, she's justified. Yeah. And unlike the watch watcher, what is the title of that movie? Is it just watcher? Or is it the watcher? Yeah, just watcher. Okay. Unlike watcher. It's two and a half is what it's called. <laughs> my God. <laughs> unlike watcher. She was playing a kind of like villain archetype, like a trope in horror movies, mm-hmm. but you are kind of like, Hey, I feel for her. She isn't getting like a lot of love here and she's got valid points. This movie's got so much nuance going through it. It's got so many interesting little sidelines. It's got a lot of, um, just a lot of social commentary that is not thrust down your throat and also like super interesting. And then we take a turn into not only paranormal, but potentially alien. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, this movie's got it all. And I think for people who are just kind of trying to be edgy on Letterboxd, they they weren't prepared for it. When have we had old people and aliens? Since Cocoon? Well, here's the thing. Fuck yeah. So they think he's dementia-ridden along with what appears to be every old person because they hear voices now. And the voices are telling them um, something along the line of kill your family. So at at an intense dinner scene, uh, when the stepmom and the father are arguing about uh, the grandfather staying with them, he's like, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. And he's just looking at him. They're like, what the fuck did you say? And like, you know, people are like, wait, what dad, what did you say? And he's not, and he's, he just fucking flips the table over. And it's these moments where you're really walking a tightrope 
of like how to play with the audience and they do it beautifully. And I will tell you, there's a, there's some gore in this movie. There are some jump scares in this movie. I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. I, I need to get on letterbox and rate it. I think I'm going to give it a four and a half. What movies are the country? What, what country is the movie from? Oh, good question. I don't know. I felt a knee jerk reaction to just throw out a, uh, a country. Spain. Oh, yeah. Madrid. Yeah, and here's the other thing. They speak in Vosotros, too. You know, it's Memorial Day, and I feel an obligation to be completely honest. I don't know how you can watch this film. I torrented it. So (laughs) I've been looking it up all day. I've been trying to figure it out. Honestly, I wanted to buy it. I'm like, let me get a fucking physical copy. Uh, There's a beautiful one floating around online. If you're into that, if you're not, I understand. But just realize, if you're torrenting movies, it also means you're probably buying them. So don't, don't feel a lot of shame. Um, love the film. Also, that actress Paula. What else is she in, Oksana? Did she stand out to you at all? She plays the daughter. The, she plays the daughter, but I feel like I've seen her in something before. Show me her face. Yeah, let me uh, let me pull it up, Clark. You would love her. Here, let, here, I googled her for you. Again, I know we're on a podcast with no visual medium, but I feel like I've seen her somewhere. Whoa. Google has an Instagram. T- oh, this isn't helping. It just looks like she's like a model. Oh, there's a fire. There you go. We've been missing them. Oh, my God. It is three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I mean, you know what? The cops probably aren't sitting out there right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what is sitting right out there? The sun. It's- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Fireworks. Yeah. It's sun outside. What the fuck is the point? Other than being a fucking asshole. You know, she was in a short film called uh, I'm an old man. So I, I, maybe that's... Oh. No, because it's not the feature. This I don't know what a, I've seen her in. This is, she's an attractive female. Yeah. But that doesn't. that's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. I feel like... What is that movie? The Passenger? Is that a Shutter film? Passajera. Yeah, but you know. I don't know. I feel like I've seen her somewhere before. Um, In your dreams. I really like this film. Uh, You know what? It's probably not available because of uh, the lack of reviews on IMDb. But uh, what a great time to bring it up on your movie show where you're trying to get people (laughs) to. Hey, you know what? It's a real easy one to torrent. So have fun. You know, live the American dream. And, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes? Even though you wouldn't steal a car, you will steal a movie. Dusty Rhodes is tight. You wouldn't download a car, is what I think the ads used to say. Really? Did they maybe. really make that distinction? Well, maybe I just because, made that joke. Okay. I mean, I would appreciate it if they did, but I feel like they would lose their point there. <laughs> I feel like that's what it was. All right. Can Oksana, can you confirm this? Yeah, there's a there's an English title, The Passenger. Ooh, was this the Iggy Pop story? Does that look... Oh, that's pretty good. Don't sit next to it. I want to watch that movie. Oh, what is that? The oh, Breaking Bad van? Dark Star put it out. I bet I could. Uh, Dark Star. R.I.P. Um, more of a World Star kind of guy. Oh, speaking of R.I.P. Because it's not a thing. Also, it showed people dying. All right. Russ, you got anything else? No. Can I just say? This is a great episode. Also, <laughs> the reviews are in. I think it's under two hours. So good yeah, job, yeah. boys. But just barely. We did it. Uh, we do have a show for you on Thursday. 
uh, unless we fucking lose it, uh, which it's already uploaded. So we should be good. Okay. So unless, you know, something else we can't control happens. Randy goes rogue and deletes it. You're going to have a show on Thursday. Uh, also featuring a movie you can't watch. So enjoy. Hell also yeah. that we well, it's part, it's part of the interview yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but may we also say this guy was so nice that we talked to him on Thursday. You would think he was Canadian. Uh, yeah. Weird statement, but I agree. Thank you so much. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the overlook hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>